yes When you wake up And you feel like you need a little up When you're down and out And you need to get a little higher If you feel like you need a blessing And you feel a little high today Welcome to the church of Cali High Welcome to Cali High episode 63, Serendipity. In this episode, Chenzo meets his new partner Molly and flies to Miami to meet Rick Hirschman, founder of the now world-famous Rick's Cafe Negril. And then, a chance encounter on the Sunset Strip with two guys sporting dreadlocks who turned out to be two of the world's prominent reggae musicians, Stephen Catcory and Richard Daly of the band Third World. Lastly, a blessed memory of smoking with bunny rugs. It is a story of a serendipitous chain of events linked by my time in Jamaica and the threads of that experience weaving the tapestry of life. Episode 63 takes place the year after episode 61, Jamaica, and is the third in a new series called A Work in Progress, A Retrospective of Adventures. Episode 63 is dedicated to the memory of Molly Harper, William Bunny Ruggs Clark, and Rick Hirschman of Rick's Cafe Negril. After coming home from Jamaica in 1975, I rented a room in a house in Laurel Canyon owned by a guy named Reuben who had made his fortune as a clothing designer with a small shop on the Sunset Strip during the 60s and who now rented out the rooms in his house. The house was on Little Laurel Canyon between the Canyon Country Store and Mount Olympus Drive. There were two girls and a guy renting rooms in the house as well. One of the girls was named Molly Harper, a pretty Midwest girl from Peoria, Illinois, who had moved to Hollywood in search of a more cosmopolitan lifestyle. While living at Rubens, I sold cannabis to make a living. Molly Harper had no job apparently, but liked to shop and go to auctions, exhibits, and museums. She also liked fine dining. She read voraciously, and while never having attended college, she was well educated. She drove a powder blue Volvo and frequently wore a long black pleated Kenzo dress with gray shoulder straps. She called the Kenzo dress her uniform. Molly was fun to hang out with and had a great sense of style and was knowledgeable in the fine arts and music. We hit it off. She turned me on to David Hockney, Robert Rauschenberg, and George Gershwin. She was 22 and I was 19. I eventually found out the source of Molly's money, which had been a well-kept secret and a mystery to the others in Reuben's house. Molly had collected a bunch of money from a settlement after being hit by a Cadillac while on her Vespa. The impact broke her femur and sent her flying a hundred feet. The mystery of Molly's money remained unknown to me, however, until we went into business together. Reuben's house was a wild affair. Reuben was an older Argentinian gay man with a tall, young Afro-American lover named Don who lived in the house with Reuben. On the weekends, the whole house would go out to gay bars on Santa Monica Boulevard, and as I was interested in Molly, I would go along. It was a wild time. I was always pretty sure I was the only straight guy in the club, which didn't seem to matter, and I had a blast with the girls. 
One day in late spring of 76, I got a call from Rick Hirschman. It had been about a year since we had met and hung out at his now famous Rick's Cafe in Negril, Jamaica. Rick was now calling from Miami and said he had good Colombian and did I want to come to Miami and pick up a load. I said, sure. For a while, Molly had been watching my business and was thinking about a partnership to keep her money from dwindling. This was the perfect time. We became 50-50 partners, and by that time, we were also lovers. I arranged the deal with Rick and bought two brand new blue Samsonite suitcases, the kind with the three-digit combo lock, took a bunch of cash, and flew to Miami. Rick picked me up at the airport and went back to a house on a canal somewhere in an affluent Miami neighborhood. The sunlight was so bright, tropical, and blue, kind of blew my mind compared to the California sunshine. I bought 36 pounds of some good B-plus grade greenish-brown Colombian. It wasn't the best, but it was good. I paid 3.65 per pound. The block wasn't too pressed. The buds were uniform and intact, and in fact, they had a pleasant flavor and were strong. We took apart the bale in sections, sealed them up in black trash bags, and packed them into the two suitcases. Rick drove me back to the airport, and I checked my two blue Samsonite suitcases filled with Colombian weed right at the counter. In those days, there were no x-ray machines or sniffing dogs, and I picked up the suitcases from the turnstile at LAX. Molly was waiting with the Volvo, and we drove back to Laurel Canyon. Mission accomplished. That was the beginning of my partnership with Molly, which turned into my first marriage, and at the time of this writing, our son Eric is 42. Molly is sadly no longer with us. I sold the 36 pounds and we moved out of Rubens and rented a house on the corner of Mount Olympus Drive and Laurel Canyon. We had a good thing going. One day, soon after moving to the new house, I went down to get an avocado sandwich at The Source, a health food restaurant on the Sunset Strip next to Carney's. In those days, it had a big dirt parking lot. While in the parking lot, I noticed two guys about my age with dreadlocks. I asked them if they were Rastafari and from Jamaica. The answer was yes on both accounts, and I immediately invited them back to my house to smoke a spleef. Back at the house, we introduced ourselves, rolled a few with the Colombian from Rick, and smoked them. These two young Jamaicans were Stephen Cat Corey and Richard Daly, guitarist and bass player of the band Third World. The band is still touring today, and in 2019 released more work to be done their 21st studio album, which was nominated for a Grammy and produced by Damian Marley. I didn't know they were musicians, and after smoking, they asked me if I wanted to come down to Island Records on Sunset at Genesee, a few blocks away, and listen to their new album, which was their first. Island Records was in a Tudor-style two-story house with a brick foundation and a red tile roof with brown trim. We went in, and there were records lining the wall in a hall which led to a living room. We walked in and sat down, and Cat pulled a green album from somewhere titled Third World. I was blown away to have met some cool guys from Jamaica, and they turned out to have a reggae band. Wow. Cat put the record on the turntable right there in the comfortable living room of Island Records, 
and we listened to Third World's first self-titled album, The Green Album. Some of the songs on that album are Brand New Beggar, Sere Masagana, and Slavery Days. It blew my mind in a way I wasn't expecting. Right afterwards, I went to Tower on my way home and bought the album. It quickly became a hit with all my friends and associates, and I could hardly go anywhere where there wasn't a copy of that album front and center of everyone's record stack or on the turntable. The next year, Cat and Richie called me when they got to town, and I went to see Third World perform at the Starwood. It was a local club down at Crescent Heights and Santa Monica Boulevard. I remember being impressed with the band, and as a keyboard player was really fascinated with Michael Ebo Cooper's reggae-style keyboards. He was the first reggae keyboard player I had ever seen. By this time, the original lead singer on their first album, Milton Prilly Hamilton, had been replaced by William Bunny Ruggs Clark. The day after the show, I helped Richie buy a miniature TV from Sammy's camera in Westwood, and later that evening the band came over to my apartment. Molly and I had moved from the house on Laurel Canyon after a slightly unfortunate run-in with the cops and were living in an apartment up on Roscommere Road in Bel Air. Now a little background to this story. By 77, most of the Colombian herb flow was shut down by the U.S. Coast Guard off the coast of Florida, which spawned a cocaine epidemic, and the first California seedless was making its appearance at four times the price of seeded Colombian. I had a couple of ounces. The buds were beautifully multicolored green, gold, and red, and they had a citrus floral fragrance and taste. They were stony, too. But times were spare compared to the Colombian days. I was selling smaller amounts and making less. There I was with a few ounces, and the band comes in and everyone introduces themselves. Bunny Ruggs, the lead singer, asked if he could roll one. I handed him the bag, and before I knew it, he had rolled a half-ounce spleef and was lighting it. I bit my tongue and we smoked that $100 spliff. In today's dollars, that would be $489.76. However, the price of cannabis today is so different, the analogy is flawed. But today, I am still honored with the invaluable memory of smoking with bunny rugs. Years later, in 2014, I sat with Bunny Richie and Cat in a motel in Burbank when they came to play Reggae Night at the Hollywood Bowl. We reminisced and laughed about that spliff. A few months later, I went to see Third World play in Agoura Hills. They had a new singer, A.J. Brown. While the show was playing, Heather, Third World's manager, told me Bunny Ruggs had died. That was a shock. When I saw him before the bull show, he was very sick, unbeknownst to me. R.I.P. William Bunny Ruggs Clark. When I get to heaven, we will smoke a giant spleef. After our deal in Miami, Rick Hirschman moved up into an apartment building down the street from our apartment on Roscommere and lived there a few months. He was having hard times with a heroin problem, as many people were back then. Since then, I lost touch with him and haven't been able to track one word of his whereabouts or existence. 
There's not one photo I can find of him anywhere online, and I have a hunch he is not with us anymore. R.I.P. Rick, if that's the case. I would like to know for certain, however, if anyone listening knows about Rick's existence or demise, please contact me. I have interviewed Richard Daly twice for Cali High, episodes 7 and 32. 7 is only audio, but 32 is a Zoom interview on YouTube. Last year I was about to drive to Ojai to interview Cat, but was positive for COVID and wasn't able to do so. We'll try to get that one soon. If you're out there somewhere feeling lonely, you're not the only one. You're not the only one. Yeah! Now welcome to the third world. How you mean? Tell them say age is a number, third world no study much Richie Daly and me done, age around a tap a taps Up to now no boy no play guitar, we bad like Uncle Gat Morris save a pop a son, Norris played for Super Gat Oh one band so full of talent like the list just never stops Tony Robson fit like Figgle and can sprint a dozen laps Steve Lock a engineer, drunk back a fee a buck Give the legend them them props Real uptown rebel self with reggae on the map More money more problems not to say I would have swapped, but it's slowly at the top Some will say them are your friend, but are you alone I spend yes till every man a shop And one in the US things for cap Man I go and all a rems, cause you don't know the shreps Things sticky like sour sap And one shepherd to a flock See them hustle on the corner while they try to be a man But it gets lonely on the block And it's rough in the trap And everybody need a hand to lift them up when them a trap If you're out there, somewhere feeling lonely you're not the only one, you're not the only one If you're out there, somewhere feeling lonely You're not the only one, you're not the only one So come on inside and tell me how you're feeling Tell me all about the burdens that you bear You've been listening to Cali High episode 63, Serendipity. Serendipity was written, produced, and recorded by Vince Nicoletti. It is the third in a new series called A Work in Progress. I want to thank Third World for permission to use their music. We heard bits of Setema Sagana, 96 Degrees in the Shade, and You're Not the Only One, featuring Damien Marley. Incidental music by Vince Nicoletti. Kelly High's theme, written and recorded by Vince Nicoletti, Jordan Webb, and Namir Blade. Kelly High podcast and theme are copywritten, and the logo is trademarked. Music over end credits, I Don't Know What to Say, by Vince Nicoletti. Please donate to Kelly High at patreon.com slash LA. Please like, follow, and subscribe to Kelly High on YouTube. Email us with any questions to Kelly High Podcast at gmail.com we're on Instagram at Cali High LA and all podcast platforms in audio Cali High is a Chenzo Nico production stay safe and be blessed <laughs>